you got relationship, you know what to say. If you have relationship, you know what to say. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Hallelujah. 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 My, my, my. Come on. Thank you, God. Yeah. You're welcome in yeah. this place. Yeah. Thank you, God. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody nowhere. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. You can search high and low and never be able to find anybody quite like him. Nobody, nobody like him. Like nobody him. like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. but he's been better to me than I deserve. <laughs> he's been better to me than I deserve. My, my, my. He's been just that good. How you know he's been that good, Pastor? Because I'm alive today. <laughs> Psalms 23, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible, verses 1 through 4. David poetically pens this psalms, and he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in the green meadows. He leads me beside the peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, 
I will not fear. In fact, if you got a real Bible, just or even with your uh, even with your tablets, you ought to highlight that and put your name in there. Chris will not fear, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Father, we thank you for your presence that's here. We thank you for your power that's here. We thank you for your word that we are receptive to receive what your word has to say, that our lives will be changed, that our hearts will be encouraged, and that we'll have feet to obey. And it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray, and all of God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk this few minutes this morning from the subject, a psalm that calms the soul. A psalm that calms the soul. Now, if you've been in church any amount of time, not even in church, if you've been to any funerals in life, Psalms 23 um, is a passage of scripture, Mother Algie, that you have either heard preached at a funeral or read at a funeral. And it's easy to just take Psalms 23 and put it in the box and label it funeral message, funeral scripture. But Psalms 23 is not just a psalm that will be able to grieve broken hearts, Ms. Shazetta, in the time of grief. Psalms 23 is not just a psalm, Sister Claire, that can be able to give you comfort in the moments of grief. But Psalms 23... It's packed with so much power and comfort and encouragement and, and, and reassurance to believers that it just can't stay labeled for a funeral, but it's something, Jerry, that can be used and applied every day in our lives. David who again poetically puts this together, who talks about God being a shepherd, but I love it so much, Brother Henry, because David is not just talking about God as his shepherd. David has some experience about being a shepherd. David understands what, it likes, what it's like to be able to have to go and tend to the sheep and protect the sheep. So in other words, what David does, he writes this poem, he writes the Psalms from the perspective of how well God has done how God has shepherded him. David writes this psalm from the perspective of how God has shepherded David in his life. I love it because even though David has been a king, even though David has been a shepherd, even though David has been one that has been over people and had people coming to him and getting wisdom and guidance and direction from him, here is something that David lets us know that all of us need to know and realize and come to grips in knowing that we are all sheep who are in desperate need of a shepherd. All of us in this room this morning, all of us that's watching online, good morning to our Hope at Home audience that's tuning in on Facebook and YouTube. All of us in this room that are viewing this morning, all of us are in desperate need of a shepherd. 
And, and before we can be able to accept the shepherd's help, here it is. I know you may not like what I'm about to say, but it's so true for all of us in this room this morning. That before we can even accept the shepherd's help and his guidance and his protection and all that he has, we first have to admit that we are sheep. <laughs> sheep, 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 sheep are some animals that are not quite that smart, Minister Lynn. Sheep are those animals that are very passive. Sheep are the ones that are very timid and fearful. You and I, even though we may have degrees, even though we're looking real good this morning, even though we're smelling real good this morning, even though God has blessed us to be able to have some influence and some rank in our lives, even in spite of that, if David can be able to realize that I've been a shepherd, I've been a king, and I'm in desperate need of a shepherd in my life, you and I have to realize and understand that despite what type of accolades that we may have or striving to have, that you and I are in desperate need of a shepherd. What are you saying, Pastor Swims? That you and I don't know enough to be able to run our own lives. You and I don't know enough to be able to make the right decisions. You and I don't have all that much wisdom to be able to break the right rule, to make the right moves and the right decisions. We need a shepherd help lead God and to be able to direct us in this thing called life because here it is thanks to God Jesus told us that in this life we will have trials and tribulations oh God we're going to have some stuff that's going to jump off in our lives unexpected there will be some things that we don't that we kind of anticipated was going to happen and that happened but that happened in a bigger way than we had expected for it to happen there will be some things that will jump off in our lives that God will not text message us and let us know that something is about to happen there will be things in our lives that only a shepherd can be able to guide us and take us through have you ever been there before in your life where you have to face some dark moments in your life? Have you ever had a point in your life that you were going through and had no idea how you were going to make it through? You made it because of the loving guidance of a shepherd that knew how to comfort you, that knew how to correct you, that knew how to wrap his arms around you. Sometimes the shepherd would have to break the leg of the sheep when the sheep would wander off and go into unknown territories. And the shepherd broke the legs of the sheep not to hurt them, but to protect them for the pending danger that was coming that way that they had no idea of. Before we can accept the help of the shepherd, we have to be comfortable with the fact of acknowledging that we are sheep. Before someone can ask you to help them pay a bill, they first have to admit that they are in need of help. And sometimes folks will miss the help that's there to help them because they don't want to admit that they are in need of help. Can I say something this morning? Some of us, we miss, the, we, miss the, we miss the blessings and the protection and the guidance of the shepherd because we don't want to be sheep. We want to run our own lives. We want to do what we want to do. And we only want the shepherd to help us when it's convenient for us. David shares us the psalms that can be able to calm our souls, not even in grief, but in every moment in life. I like what David says right there in verse 1. David says, the Lord 
is my shepherd. David made this thing personally. He did not say he is our shepherd. He didn't say that, they, that he's their shepherd. He said he is my shepherd. David come to realize that I will gladly be a sheep because he realized that, hey, in me being the sheep and God being my shepherd, this is not just for someone to have ownership of me. This is not just for someone to have dominion over me. David says, I can embrace God as my shepherd. Why? Because I have a relationship with the shepherd saints of God if you don't hear anything else that I say this morning please realize and know it is so immature of us to want the blessings of God but lack the relationship with God it is very immature and, uh, and selfish of us to want the benefits of God but never want to be in a relationship with God we want relationship we want the benefits without the commitment in a relationship and David writes the Psalms from the point of a relationship with God and saying, he is my shepherd. Recognizing the fact that I'm sheep in desperate need of a shepherd. And not just any shepherd, but I'm in desperate need of a shepherd that will become my personal shepherd. In leading me, in guiding me. Indirecting me. Here it is. Y'all getting bored real quick. Look at verse 1. He goes on to say, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he says, I have all that I need. Right there, David lets us know that the first thing that the shepherd does for us as the sheep, that he provides for us. That the shepherd provides provision for the sheep. In other words, David says, because I have relationship with the shepherd, I lack nothing. Nothing is lacking in my life because of the relationship that I have with the shepherd. David lets us know right that as believers of Jesus Christ, you and I can be able to lower our blood pressure and our stress level in knowing that if I am in relationship with the shepherd and he knows me and I know him, I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to be stressed. All I have to do is do my spiritual responsibility and realize that God will provide everything that I need in my life. Has anybody in the room today or watching online ever experiencing God coming through for you on your behalf? Have you ever experienced God making a way out of no way? Have you ever testified of God opening up doors where there were no doors? Have you ever experienced God creating opportunities where there was none? Have you ever had a moment in your life where God has failed you? David says because he's my shepherd. I'm not in need because I have a shepherd that's not just a Sunday morning weekend shepherd. I have a shepherd that I'm re in relationship Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, holidays. There's no, there's no weekends off. I'm in a relationship with someone that has the power to take care of all the needs that I have in my life. So because I'm with him in a relationship, I lack nothing. Do you hear the confidence in the text from David? He doesn't say, with, 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 he doesn't say with uncertainty. He says, I have all that I need. Yeah. Got to ask you a question this morning. If you know that God will provide all of your needs, why do we get anxious? when a need presents itself. If why, why, 
why, why, why do we get stressed out, Brother Ben, when we know that I have a shepherd that is the God of more than enough? Can I make a suggestion? That if you are still uncertain about God providing for you, the issue, oh God help me, is not with the shepherd. The issue is with the sheep and their relationship with the shepherd. Because when your relationship is tight enough, and you know that your relationship is tight enough, you won't be worried about God coming through for you. When you have been stewarding your resources well and trusting God, you won't worry about God coming through for you because you will know that I've seen God make a way before. I've seen God do things before. And the same God that did it then is the same God that can be able to do it now. And that by, by location has nothing to do with it. He is a God that said that he is the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fourth is thereof, and they that dwell therein. So if I'm still confused about if God will provide, the issue is not with the shepherd. The issue is with the sheep. And here it is, the saints of God. Sometimes God will exceed our expectations. Last Monday, the girls had a day off for school. They woke up. We slept there. Praise God. There is nothing like sleeping in on a school day. That's the best sleep. Oh, my God. The room was all dark. The fan was on. I had two fans on. Praise God. I was sleeping real good. I got to that next dimension of sleep, Sister Preacher. It was awesome. Oh, I woke up. The girls hadn't even woke up yet, and I just peeped out the room to see if they came out, and they hadn't came out yet. I laid back down, and I went right back to sleep. Instantly, they came and woke me up. They came, jumped in the bed. Daddy, 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 we don't have school today. I said, well, what do you girls want to do today? They said, well, we can go downstairs and we can play with our food toys and uh, we can make some, uh, make, do some dances for a TikTok video. And then stay trying to get me on TikTok. I said, no, 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 daddy's not going to get on TikTok. They're not about to make a fool of the shepherd on TikTok. I said, no, we're not going to do that. And so they wanted to do it. I said, you know what? I know what y'all have asked is just so modest in what you asked. I said, how about this? Let's go ahead and put some clothes on. We're going to go to breakfast. I said, then we're going to go um, over to the pumpkin patch. We're just going to have a great day. I said, then once we leave the pumpkin patch, then we're going to go and have some lunch. Oh, and they were all excited. Oh, my gosh, yeah. They're going to get their clothes. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait. And they're all excited about everything. And God just used that moment to show me that, like, man, don't your girls realize how blessed that they are? That what they wanted to do, you exceeded past all their, all what they desired to do. They just wanted to be able to stay home. But because they have a relationship with the shepherd and trusted the shepherd, the shepherd exceeded their expectations. Can I let somebody know this morning and encourage you in knowing that because you have a good, good shepherd that will lead you, guide you, and protect you and direct you. He will exceed your expectation. You can ask him for one thing, but God can say, I will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, think, or wish according to my riches. I'm just trying to help us to realize that we have a God that will provide for us that we can be able to have the testimony like David. I once was young, but now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Somebody should have shouted right there because we're yet still in the midst of a global pandemic. You ain't missed no meal. You ain't been kicked out your house. You haven't been evicted. Your water ain't been cut off. Your lights ain't been cut off. You've been eating good, even though you may have 
once again you can say like David I once was young but now I'm old but I never lived a moment in my life where God has not showed up I'm just trying to tell you that God will provide. I'm just trying to encourage you to say that God will provide. Someone needs to hear that this morning. God will provide. Look and tell the neighbor, say, neighbor, God will provide for you. Yes, he will provide for you. Look at somebody else and tell them God will provide for you. God will make a way. God will show up and show up. God will do it because he's a good shepherd. He says, David says, not only is he a shepherd that will provide, David says he's a shepherd, look at verse 2, that operates in restoration. He says, he leads me, he lets me rest in the green, green meadows. He leads me beside the peaceful streams. Shepherds know when the sheep are, are panicking or, or anxious. And so the shepherd's job is to make sure that the sheep, oh God, has an environment where they can be able to rest. <laughs> it's the shepherd's job to provide an atmosphere, Shemira, where the sheep can be able to rest. I like what Philip Keller says. Philip, Philip Keller says that there are four conditions that are necessary in order for sheep to be able to rest. He says that sheep won't rest if they're afraid. They won't be able to sleep. They won't be able to rest. They won't be able to calm down. They will still be on pins and needles. Sheep won't be able to rest if there's friction Amongst the other sheep, I know that sounds so crazy that you have other sheep going to other sheep. You graze in my field, I'm about to paw you real quick because you shouldn't have been over there in my field. They won't, they won't rest if there's friction between amongst other sheep. They won't rest if there are flies or parasites that are troubling them. And then they won't rest if they are anxious for food or if they are hungry. The shepherd knows how to be able to provide the right atmosphere an environment for the sheep to be able to rest and to be able to thrive. Does that sound like somebody you know? That you and I have experienced in our lives, it may not have been green pastures or green meadows or peaceful streams that God has provided for us to be able to rest, but God knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows that just in the right environment, God knows the right song to come on the radio that can be able to calm us down. God knows the right people to bring alone our way to speak words of peace and wisdom. God knows. How to be able to provide an environment to do what? To make us rest. Because he realized on our own we won't do it. We're so busy. Oh, God, we're so busy. We got so much to do. We're so busy. We're so busy. We're so busy. We got so much going on. Oh, my gosh, your phone. You can't do nothing because you, you can't do nothing because you got your phone. You're looking to see what your next thing is. You're so task-oriented. He knows what to do to make us rest. Why? That he may be able to restore us in the midst of the rest. That's what a good shepherd does. 
A good shepherd knows how to provide. A good shepherd knows how to be able to restore us. But I like verse 3 right here. He says, he says, he renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. The shepherd, not only the shepherd, not only provides and restores, but the shepherd also guides. He guides. He guides. When I have relationship with the shepherd and I trust the shepherd, the shepherd knows how to be able to guide me to the God-given destiny that he's given me. The shepherd knows how to be able to get me to where I need to be in life right on time. The shepherd knows the dangers that may be ahead, and he knows how to reroute and detour to get me around the different troubles. But listen, he's wise enough to be able to realize, too, that sometimes it's necessary for us to be able to take the long way and not the shortcut, because along the long way, even though we may occur some danger, but the Bible says that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that the weapons will form, but he knows how to guide us through it so that we can be able to trust and rely upon him more. Oh, man, I just preached right there. Because I, I, I think it's with the children of Israel. He was getting ready to bring him out. Oh, my gosh, I think it's over in Exodus. I can't think of it all the way, but it just came to me. That he, he could have took them around the short way, but he took them the long way. It was the opposite. I can't really remember. But he knew how to take them to get them to where they had to go. But get this, they were able to get to their destination on time. Why? Because they trusted the shepherd. Can I say something, saints? It's not enough to trust God with our souls. We need to control, we need to trust God with our destiny and our purpose. It's not enough to trust the shepherd with our souls to make sure that we have heaven as our final destination, but we need to trust the shepherd with our lives and be tightened up in relationship with him and say, God, I don't like the route that you're taking, but I trust you enough. That you know the end from the beginning. You know the middle, the, the beginning, the middle, and the end. You know how to get me to where I need to get to right on top. And I trust you enough that however you guide me, however you lead me, that you know exactly what you're doing. I get on my own nerves sometimes. Because I... I'm not good with directions. Sister Swims just said no. Because she's right. I've been in Carbondale 19 years, and I still use my GPS system to go to certain places. It's wisdom. That's what I say. It's just wisdom. I can put an address into my GPS system, we're on our way because you can't tell me, hey, get there, turn left, turn right. I need landmarks. Turn right by the liquor store. Go under the bridge. Junior going to be on the corner, make a right. Go through the alley. <laughs> That's how I need directions. So I'll put an address in the GPS system. And stuff will get familiar to me. And I say, oh, I got it. It's good. I'm great. This looks familiar to me. So I will go the way I think I need to go. 
and I hear the GPS system saying, turn around, reroute, turn around, and I say, hush up, old fool, and I keep going the way that I feel I need to go. Why? Because it looks familiar. And so now I begin to trust myself more than the GPS system that has been created to be a navigational system to get me to where I have to get to. But now I've become smarter than the GPS system. And now I'm in competition with the system and trying to get me to where I need to get to. And I delay my arrival, not because I did not have help, but because I failed to yield myself to the wisdom and the guidance that I had right there in my life. Can I preach this morning to somebody and say that the reason why you might be delayed and not getting to where you need to get to, it is not because of a slew food devil. It is because you and I have failed to trust God. We've trusted ourselves more because stuff looked familiar. I get this. I know this. But here it is, thanks to God. All of us are in need of a GPS system. All of us are in need of a shepherd. All of us are in need of the Holy Ghost dipping down on the inside of us that will let us know, yield, stop, don't go, go right, go left, because we don't know enough to run our own lives. We have a shepherd that will guide us if we want to be guided. Here's what I've learned in 12 years of pastoring, 14 years when you count the two years as interim. Here's what I learned. I don't give my wisdom if it's not asked for. Because if you really want to know what I thought, you will ask me. So I will allow you to vent and not say a word. Because my wisdom cost me something. And because it cost me something, say, see, I can't give it away to someone that wants it for free. Or they will take it and do absolutely nothing with it. Oh, that sounds crazy, Pastor. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Okay. All right. All right. Then what happens? Sheep comes back to the shepherd. Reverend! Oh! And what I do. <laughs> what is it? What happened? He said, Pastor, what you said. What did I say? <laughs> you was right. And it was 11 shepherd do, just what God does with us. Wrap those arms around. And reassure Everything's going to be all right. And just like sheep, because we're so infatuated with how the greener grass looks on the other side, we'll get comforted, we'll be good for a moment, and then we'll wander somewhere else. We'll wander. We'll wander. We'll wander because it looks better there than what the shepherd has already provided for you right where you are. We'll wander over to the green grass and eat it and, and get sick and wonder why we're sick because we didn't fail to realize it was artificial grass. 
but what the shepherd and where the shepherd had you and where he prepared for you, it was real stuff. That was good for your digestive system. The shepherd provides guidance. But we will never receive the guidance of the shepherd if we don't be honest with the fact to realize that we have the tendency to wander. I don't care who you are, you can be a pastor, you still have the tendency to wander. You can have a title, it doesn't make a difference. We all have the tendency to wander. But we have a shepherd. Look at what he does, y'all. But we have a shepherd. We have a shepherd. We have a shepherd that will guide us along the right paths. Why? To bring honor to his I like how David writes it because he writes it to let us know that the shepherd's job is to care for the sheep. He's looking after the sheep, but at the same time, he's making sure that he sets himself up to get the honor out of where he's leading you. Y'all see that? So, in other words, the shepherd is not just after our comfort and our care. He's after his glory. He wants to make sure that wherever I lead you and you allow me to lead you, wherever I guide you and you follow my guidance and my leadership, I want to make sure that when you get there, nobody can be able to get the glory or the honor or the recognition but me. Okay, y'all missed that, y'all missed that, y'all missed that, y'all missed that. I said the shepherd is not just concerned about our care and our comfort, but he's after his glory. He's after his name being honored. And he wants to make sure that when we arrive to that place of purpose, when we arrive to that place of destiny, that we can be able to look back and say, nobody did this but God. Nobody can get the glory. Nobody can get the praise. No one can get the honor but God. He's after his glory as he's taking care of us. And here it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And here it is, thanks to God. It ought to be that because he has been providing for us, because he has been restoring us and guiding us, that wherever he takes us, it should not even be a push or a pull for us to open up our mouth to say God did it. We ought to testify at the fact and recognize it's been because of my relationship with God. No, it's been because of me being a sheep that realized I need a shepherd that I made it this far in life and the reason I am where I am the reason I have what I have is not because I've been so good not because I've been so kind not because of my network not because I'm an alpha not because I'm bald not because I'm black I have what I have and made it to where I've made it it's been because of God that has did it it's been God that made the way it's been God that opened the opportunity it was God that put the people in my path it was God so nobody can get the praise but God I wish I had some folks in this church on this fall Sunday morning that can say I made it through med school this far because of God I made it through school because of God I made it in this marriage because of God I got this job because of God I ain't killed nobody because of God I ain't cursed nobody out in two months because of God I made it this far because of God do I have a church this morning that can testify 
been him carrying you through depression. It's been him making you think, having you get through everything that you've encountered. It's been him that has done it, and nobody gets the glory but God. Ain't nobody did it but God. Touch your neighbor and say, it's been God all the time. It's been God. 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 What you see right now is just a finished product. You don't know the nights that I've stood up and cried. You don't know all the things that I've been through. If I could have the mic, we'll be here to 2027. Just know it was God that brought me out. It was God that brought me through. It's been God. And nobody can get the glory but him. My, my, my. Had somebody tell me once. That's it. Somebody just had a flashback. You realize it was God. You just had a flashback of that moment that you forgot some stuff that God did and you, your hands just went up right there because you realized it was nobody but God. So the shepherd provides. The shepherd restores. And the shepherd guides. Look at verse 4. The shepherd also protects. You know, I thought about something. Somebody said something to me once. Swims. You think you're big time. I said, what? You're over there in that big purple church. Y'all online, Facebook. I said, man, I said, listen. I said, here's what you don't know. I said, you see what you see now. I said, but you don't see a story that started in August of 2003. I said, you don't see a college student walking from the dorms to come to the church to clean up on the weekends. I said, you don't see transition and all the stuff that went down. I said, so you don't see the finished product. So you have no right to say nothing when you don't even know the whole story. And all I could end it by saying, it was God. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that one. That's it. That's it. He says, so the shepherd provides, restores, guides, and protects. Look at David, y'all. He says, even when I walk, try not to shout, through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. David says, Because I have a relationship with the shepherd and because 
I trust the shepherd. Here's good news right here. It, it, might, it, might, it might pinch a little bit. No matter how much we trust God, that doesn't exempt us from going through the valley. No matter how long you've been saved, no matter how many pews are named after your family in the sanctuary, no matter what role you serve in the church, no matter how much money you get or don't get, our trust in God does not exempt us, Brother Moses, from going through the valley. But there's good news for when you are going through the valley. David says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Y'all miss y'all whole shot right there because David said, David says, David says, even when I walk, here it is, he's suggesting, oh God, help me this morning. He's suggesting that the valley is not optional. <sighs> Jesus, help me this morning. He's suggesting that this is not something, Dr. Lane, that you can pick and choose, Mother Algie, if you desire to, to go through. He says, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I like King James. King James says the shadow because here it is. It's not death itself, it's just a shadow. So some stuff, we're not even scared about the real thing. It's just a shadow that we are afraid of. And here it is. God says you don't have to be afraid of the shadow because I will give you the grace and the anointing and the power to be able to walk through. Okay, 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 okay. Here it is. Another preaching moment from the girls. So we're at the pumpkin patch. Getting on the hayride. Kenny says, Daddy, I'm not afraid. I said, well, okay. She just came out the blue. Daddy, I'm not afraid. I said, okay, well, I mean, I mean, it's just a hay ride. I don't think nothing to be afraid. I mean, anything to be afraid of is our allergies, all this hay and stuff. But, you know, I said, okay. She said, I'm not afraid. She kept saying, Daddy, I'm not afraid. I said, okay. That's right. I said, you're a big girl. That's right. Yeah. You're Kennedy a million swims. You ain't got to be scared of the hay ride. to be on the hay ride. She kept, just kept saying, I'm not afraid. And so she said, <laughs> she said, Daddy, hold my hand. I said, I, I said, okay. So I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I thought you said you wasn't afraid. Hold my hand. So we get to going and take off. She, she, the truck jerks a little. She grabbed my hand tighter. I said, wait, I said, little woman of God, I thought you said that you was not afraid. She kept saying, I'm brave. I got courage. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you keep saying all these confessions, but it doesn't match up because you're holding on to my hand. I don't get it, Kenny. You keep saying you're brave. You keep saying you're courageous, but you keep holding on to my hand, coach. I'm trying to figure it out. And I thought back, and Holy Spirit just preached to me and said, Swims, wait a minute now. Before you want to jump on Kenny, just think about it because she's really preaching right there from this hayride. But even though you can be afraid, you can be brave, you can be courageous and have to walk through the valley, but David said the best, I can walk through it. I may walk through it being nervous, I may walk through it being afraid, but I can be brave and courageous. Right? Thou art beside me, thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So even though I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, I don't care what you may have to face this week, it might be scary, but you can be courageous and you can be brave and hold on to daddy's head at the same time. Ain't that something that I can confess one thing and yet still hold on to God with the other hand? I've been there before. I've had to face some things. I was scared. I was nervous, but I said, God, I'm going to keep holding on to your unchanged.
and nervous at the same time. As long as daddy has my hand, as long as God is by my side, I can get through the valley. Y'all just missed what I said. I said the valley may not be optional, but you can get through the valley. And all you need to do is keep holding to his ever-changing hand. He says, I walk through the darkest valley. And I'm reading this, and I'm like, ah, David kind of got an issue with you and God because you you poetically put all this together about what how God is my providing he's restores and he he guides why would a good shepherd allow for sheep that are timid allow for sheep that have the tendency to wonder a lot to go through darkest valleys. Why would a loving, caring, comforting shepherd, Brother Henry, allow for the sheep that he died for to walk through dark? Here it is, saints. It ain't enough to know God at the mountaintop. Because <laughs> at the mountaintop, oh, he's El Shaddai, he's everything. You'll take off running. Ain't nobody got to say nothing to you, praise God. He's good in the mountaintop. Everything is well, relationship good. Money's good, health good, hair looking good. God is good. But it's in those dark moments that you're having to walk through scared, nervous, unsure, uncertain. That if you're not careful, thank you, Holy Spirit, we'll miss God in the valley because we'll stop. Hey, Everly. We'll miss God in the valley because we'll experience God, thank you, Holy Spirit, as we're walking through, not when we stop. It's not enough for us to experience God on the mountaintops. But the relationship goes to another level when I experience God in the valley. Your praise about God is great on the mountaintop. But your worship is authentified in the valley. Did you just hear what I said? Because praise is predicated sometimes on what God, it's in response to what God has done. Worship is about who God is. 
And when you're in the valley, it's not so much about what God has done. It's about who you need God to be for you in that moment as you're walking through the valley. So why would a loving, caring, comforting God allow for sheep that he died for to go through the valley? Because there are lessons in the valley that we will learn about ourselves and that we'll learn about God. And let me, help, let me help us out sometimes, parents. Sometimes we become superhero parents and we save our kids out of experienced valley moments because we want everything to be well in their lives. And so here it is at 75 years old, still living with you, sneaking women in, girls in, because you delivered them out of everything and they have no substance or foundation to handle life. But if you go through the valley, you will learn some lessons about yourself and you will learn that God is not just the God of the mountain, but that God is a God even in the midst of the valley. And because he is a God in the midst of the valley and he's right there beside me, I can walk through every valley moment because he's there. And he's a God not just of the mountain, but he's a God of the valley. Look at what David says. I'm almost done. Here it is. He says, I will not be afraid. You are close beside me. That's the joy of relationship. And here it is, saints of God, this is why our relationship with, with, with God has to be tight so that when we get in trouble, we're not questioning what our status is with God. That whether it's a mountaintop moment, whether it's a valley moment, I'm certain of my relationship and my walk with him that I know that he's still there with me. Look at what David says here. You are, look at what he's saying. He's not in doubt if God is there. He says, he says, he, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. He realized God is there. Have you ever had a word, have you ever had a scripture that just, I mean, it just sustains you through something? I mean, you have, you have I mean, you, we, 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 we all should be lovers of the word, but there's always that one scripture, there's always that one text, it's just something, that one verse that just sticks to us and we just embody it and it just, it, 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 it soothes us. He says, you're there. You're right there with me. He says, you're right there beside me. He says, I don't have to be afraid because you're there. He says, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So in one, I like what Tony Evans says. He says, in one hand, God has power. In the other hand, he has grace. He has grace to be able to bring the sheep back when they wander off. But he has power to be able to beat the enemy that's trying to come against them. It's the assurance of the shepherd for the sheep. That even while I'm in the valley and I have to go through the valley, there may be wolves and, and, and bulls trying to come after me, but you have enough, you have enough in your hands of provision to give me the grace to go through 
and the power to defeat the enemy as they're coming my way. What an amazing God we serve. What a great God we serve. Who would not want a shepherd like this? Here it is. If you're unsure of your relationship with the shepherd, today is a good day to change that. If you are experiencing a valley moment right now or a potential valley moment, let me encourage you by saying, God is with you. God is with you. It's not an optional. I, 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 wish, I wish we could check. Don't want to do it and go around and skip. But even in the valley moments, there is grace provided for us to learn more about him and to learn more about us. Even in the valley moments, God is God enough that he'll bring you through. That may be somebody in the building right now. Maybe somebody watching on Facebook Live or YouTube right now. You don't know him, man. You need to know him. Life without God is insane. It really is. He told us, listen, even though I've, you've accepted me, you're going to have trials, you're going to have tribulations, you're not exempt from any of those things. But let me tell you, it's almost like insurance. I, 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 I hate paying it and then no nothing happen. But I would hate for something to happen and I don't have it. If you're unsure about your relationship with him today, we can turn, we can, we can fix that. Confess with your mouth to believe in your heart. And you, ma'am, you, sir, wherever you're watching it can be saved today. Whether you're watching online, whether you're in the building, you can be saved today. Today can be your day of salvation. Second invitation, if you don't have a church home, I would love to be your pastor. We would love to be your church family. We would love to do life with you. We would love to connect with you walk this thing out. If you're watching online, if you're not saved, if you don't have a church home, just inbox us on Facebook. Inbox us and say, hey, I want to be saved. I want to hope it will be my church home. If you're watching on YouTube, put in the comment section, I want to be saved. I want hope will be my church home. If you're watching online, if you need prayer, email us, prayer team at hopewellmb.org. Our prayer team will be ready to pray with you, pray for you. We believe in the power of prayer. If you're in the building, if you need prayer, we'll pray with you today. You don't have to leave the same way that you came. You don't have to do that. It's a decision that you make today. I got my mask in my pocket. When I count to three, any of those invitations, just make your way down to this altar, and we're going to clap with expectation as if it's hundreds walking down the aisle. One, two, three.
three. Y'all beat me to it. Come on, if you're here, just come, 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 come.